0: Heading to Rorotonga, then you need to get the unofficial official guide to Roro, and it's completely free. The helpful eight-page PDF gets you completely ready for your holiday to Rorotonga. Inside the guide, you'll find information on transportation, Wi-Fi, customs, SIM, e-SIM information on the cards, scooter rentals, and so much more. To get your free guide to Rorotonga, head to roropass.com guide. That's Raropass. R A R O P A S S. dot com slash guide.
1: Welcome to the Kiwana Podcast, a show about what you will find, what you will not find in the Cook Islands. And now, who's your host? Chantal Napa.
0: Welcome back and thank you for joining me today. The Kiorana Podcast is a weekly show devoted to advocate and highlight our country, people and our culture of the Cook Islands. Our guest today is Bernadette King. I've known Bernadette when she first started working at Ariki Adventures, that was in 2019. My two children, Athena and Desiree, had joined the Young Adventurers of Ariki Adventures Company and every week they would turn up after school and Bernadette and the crew will take them out on the water and teach them all about our marine water life, including water safety and the beautiful nature that Rarotonga has to offer, especially within the water. I remember one session... They had, and they were able to use the sea scooters. And Ariki Adventures crew took our children out to see the Mai Tai shipwreck, which then was about 10 to 15 metres deep, because I don't know about the tide, but it was pretty deep, 15 metres deep in water. My children were ecstatic after this session. Fast forward to last week, I see Bernadette gardening at the Gallery Tavioni which is a community centre in town that Mike and his wife, Afitia Tavioni, have started for all of us to come paint or learn from Mike Tavioni, our master carver, with our, our local wood and stone carving, play chess, have a cup of tea with friends. And Lots of our local exhibitions for our creative artists to help them promote and sell their creations happen in this space. The Tavioni family encouraged the community to come down Make a small donation and help yourselves to the agricultural garden that is available. I enjoy going there myself as I can also take my dogs with me and they are welcome as well. I put a donation down and I help myself to the garden. I said hi to Bernadette. She was gardening. Then I sit down, look at the newspaper, grab a cup of tea and I open it up and there is this hero shop of Bernadette in the local newspaper at the helm of the Marumaru Atua 16 foot canoe, Baka, our Cook Island's traditional sailing boat, which I know can sleep 17 people, including the captain. I've done a few shows before, and one of them you will remember will be the Marai Moana episode, meaning our sacred ocean. And on that show, we had the captain, Pei Apatai, with us. We had Teri Pittman with us that day. And we also had, oh, help me out here, Bernadette. Kevin, Kevin Ero, the ambassador <laughs> for Maraimoana. Kevin, Kevin Ero. <laughs> and that intrigued me to go up to you, Bernadette, and say, hey, I've just seen you in the newspaper. Let's have a chat about your journey on the Marumaru Atua recently. When you journeyed over to the island of Aitutaki, to partake in the 200-year celebrations of the gospel reaching our shores.
1: Hi, Bernadette. Oh, so kia rana, Chantel. Um, it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me along. Welcome. Um, this is something new to me, but, yeah. Yeah. Glad you invited me to. I know. You.
0: We were just talking before about, um, did you know what <laughs> stepping out of your comfort zone would look like, eh, hey, Bernadette?
1: hmm And this is definitely one of those... Uh, <laughs> stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah, I said Definitely. what would look what, what what would it look like stepping out of your comfort yeah. zone? You go, uh this? No, well, yeah, because I'm particularly a, quite a shy person. I always have been a shy person and like, you know, um, <clears throat> talking to a lot of people, you know, talking to a lot of people it's yeah it's quite intimidating to me. Um
0: But also, yeah. you know, with ariki adventures, you're it's all guy with yeah. them. So you talk to so many different people,
1: yeah, and, and that's,
0: you, that's the you thing. know, and that's
1: a lot of practice. Yeah, that takes a lot of practice. Oh, it does. Yeah, right? and you at have Ariki? to you have to always, um, you know, have that energy and talk to people. And I really stepped out of my comfort zone there as well, um, being quite always a quiet person at school. And um, yeah, I think I learnt a lot from Atake going there. Um, you know, I had to actually talk in front of you know big groups of people. And, but it was cool because, you know, I would tell them I was very passionate about my job and, you know, teaching them about the, the marine life and, you know, water safety and all that stuff. Mm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think we're all okay with chatting, but then you put a microphone on the table.
1: Yeah. And then you put a camera.
0: Yeah. <laughs> then you put a camera. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's pretty intimidating. But you're doing well. You're doing well. All right. Thanks, Chantelle. So talk us through your personal history, please, Bernadette, your career, your family, whatever you want, you know, take us on a journey with your story,
1: please. Okay. So um, my dad's Rarotonga. Um I went to school here. I was born in New Zealand. My mother's Māori, um, Korau in oh, nice. from down Yeah, down the east yeah. coast of the North Island, Te Kaha. Um, so that's where her family's from. That's where I was born, in Okotake. Um and that's where she met my dad, was in the and they got married, had kids. So we left there when I was quite young, about four, to come to Raro and did some schooling over here and lived here until I was about 10 years old. Which school did you go to? Uh, so I went to Abatea. Okay. Went to then, yeah, up in Nikau now. Yes, yes. And then went to Tokyo. Yes. Well, where I was first. Yes. Yes. And then uh, we moved to Samoa because my dad, my dad is actually, um, has always worked in environment. So he worked for the environmental service here. So his job pretty much, you know, could take him around the world. This
0: is why you like the outdoors. Oh, yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've always been an outdoors person and, you know, love to adventure around and,
0: <laughs> yeah, this And so you came back here. Was that 2019 when you decided to come back home? Uh, it
1: was actually 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I came kind out of to help my sister with photography, uh, Alex King. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Of course. And then yes,
1: yes. I sort of, yeah, Arctic Adventures was sort of a, like a side job. Yes. Something sort of that I wanted to try out. And yes. Yeah. Um, put a hat. Yes. She actually spoke to her uncle about me getting the job there. Yes. So, yeah, I went and had an interview with Kaveh and the next day I was working there. So. Fantastic. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Fantastic. Great. So,
0: you know, Bernadette, how did you end up as a crew member on the Marumaru Atua?
1: It's a funny story that because um, one of my friends, Oliver Alders, he went to go on to the Northern Group trip. That they did this year.
0: Oh, the one that I interviewed Petty yeah, yeah, about yeah. and
1: Petty Epitman yeah. about? Okay, so great. Oliver was one of my friends on the, part of the crew. Okay. And so me and my other friend Mahonrai Williams, we went down to the wharf and um you know to see them off. And we looked at each other and we said, Oh, we have to get on that fucker. <laughs> we have to get on that, you know, that journey and you know, look pretty cool. And, I'm um, glad I did because it's, it's actually turned into something pretty special to me um, it's turned into something bigger that you know it's, in my eyes like, can it's pretty pretty important
0: So what kind of training
1: did you have to do? Um, so we had training twice a week so Monday, Saturday so we'd go down to the Vaka, uh, we'd just be you know, learning the ropes, learning how to tie knots, how to um, put up the sails, put down the sails, um, and, yeah, just safety, like putting on the life jackets and, you know, the man overboard procedures and all that stuff. So you go through that, and then after maybe a few weeks, they wanted us to do the overnight sails, which you just go overnight on the buckers heading out towards, you know, maybe r halfway and then turn around and come back. Just to give us that experience of what it's actually like to be out on, on the water. Can you remind everyone
0: for us, please, Bernadette, how the Marumaruatu is 16 foot, she's double hulled, mm-hmm. you know, describe it
1: to everyone please. Okay, so it's a she's a pretty decent sized uh, you know boat, canoe, buckle which we call them, um, She's fibreglass. So she's pretty, you know, pretty tough. But the double hulls are bound together by um, rope. So um, back in the old days, they used to, you know, intertwine the the canoes with rope, Um, yeah, bound them together. So it was pretty, pretty tough. And then you've got the three sails, which is the head sail at the, the bow. And you've got, oh, sorry, yeah, the head sail at the bow and then you've got the main sail and then you've got the mizzen sail so there's yeah, three sails and then you've got the what we call the oi which is like a big, big paddle which you use to steer the boat and
0: how many crew would
1: be needed for a shift? so pretty much you have maybe five four at the least um, doing a you know three hour shifts, six hours off. Um, and you have to do that twenty four seven as long as you're out on the sea. There's someone always having to run the bucket, otherwise mm-hmm. you can imagine what would happen. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think I remember um, that you telling me um, that there's like water conservation on there. Um, you know, because the food you're fishing as well to feed mm. you while you're out there. Yeah, um, you're sleeping down in the in the hull, in the right? And um, you're just so sort of free. I remember Thierry even mm. saying that, you know, out on the water with nothing else around you.
1: Yeah, that's that's the beauty about um, being out on the bucket is you just you're alone in your thoughts, and you know you have so much time to think and, you know, just be out there just in peace. And mm. I think that's a real beauty about voyaging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not for everyone, don't get me wrong. Backer um, life can be quite harsh if you're not used to it.
0: Because uh, on that newspaper article, uh, Bernadette, said no GPS, no compass, mm-hmm. only traditional navigating. Yeah. Marumaru Atua crew sailed from Rarotonga to Aitutaki last month. Using only traditional navigating techniques, and you had um, a reporter on there with you guys, Caleb Fotheringham, who's part of the crew, and that's where I read the story and saw you in this hero shot here that I love.
1: (laughs) Of you, I was quite surprised that I got perspective. It's (laughs) It's quite an honor,
0: really. Yeah, isn't that amazing?
1: Yeah, so um, we did the Trip to I just, I think, Yes, tell us about trip. that, please. Um, so basically, what it was was it was a training sale for all of us um, to you know learn the traditional ways of navigating. So we had to go to a few nav sessions, which is um Pia. He was you know teaching us how to uh, you know gave us a list of stars and we had to learn those stars and we also had to learn uh, what's called the compass, the Māori compass, which is has ares on it. and So each of those represents represent um, where they are in the east or the west, south and so yeah, we had to learn where those stars were on the compass and um, if that didn't work, then we had to Read the swells of the wind. So it was pretty much just a a starting point for all of us on the backer is to learn how to navigate traditionally. So yeah, we weren't allowed to turn any GPS or use any compass, and I mean that was awesome. Yeah, it was such a such an awesome thing to be a part of. Yeah,
0: because then I was having a look um, and I read the story. Right. And I don't know, just there's just something about remember I was telling you with this wonderful picture of Anthony right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> it seems cool, right? Yeah, I he's, love
0: him. It's cool, isn't it? he? <laughs> another another member. Mm-hmm. Um, so I in my minuscule little two hours of experience mm-hmm. on the Motomoto Watsua <laughs> last <laughs> October cool. in my two hour <laughs> training session. <laughs> Truly, like you said, it's not for everybody. But I remember walking in that day after doing all my training. Um, Glenda, Glenda was my partner in the training session,
1: and I think we had um, that tall captain, the tall captain, broad-shouldered. Oh, I'm
0: terrible now! Terrible now! They, Alex, no. Not Alex Ola. He was um, helping us on the oil. (laughs) And I was trying to figure out the oil with two of us. Because we need to
1: teach you how to do this. You know, it's not in your hands. It's in your knees. It's in your body. Yeah, (laughs) there's there's a technique to (laughs) it. I mean, the more you practice, I guess, the more
0: you... The more you practice, yeah. (laughs) But look at that, you know. One of your homework tasks was to, like you just said, Mm. find the stars. And then also you had, you know, Captain Pea highlighting all the little things that you don't often think about. And then you've got the different um, shifts. Then you've got the clouds that covering the sky. And yeah. then you get to Aitutaki, and yeah. it's to celebrate the
1: 200 years of the Gospel. Yeah, it was um, it was a pretty special voyage to me personally. Um, you know, not only traditionally navigating, and then seeing the island. Raised out of the water was pretty special to all of us. We were like jumping up and down, saying, You know, we didn't get lost. (laughs) Mm. So it was, um, yeah, it was pretty cool experience.
0: Do you agree that it's quite like an exhilarating adrenaline feeling? Because that's how I felt when I just had my two hours of training. Mm. I was adrenaline. Yeah. I walked in the house after that two hour training session, whooping.
1: Yeah. Um, well I get that feeling, um, you know, from being on the bucker and uh, especially staring the oil because um yeah you get that feeling of I'm I'm staring this vodka and you know <laughs> I'm like, you know, um what do you call it? I'm actually dictating where, where the bucker goes. So um yeah, it's pretty big responsibility. Pretty, yeah, big responsibility, but also it's it feels really cool. <laughs> and that's why when you go to Aichitake, you're all like, Yay, we yeah. didn't miss it.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: think the captain would have allowed you to, anyway. <laughs> but he told us, um, you know, if we miss Aichitake, that's, that's our stuff up. We're just going to have to find our way back. And I guess that's all in the learning. So, when did you actually really
0: realize that this was something special, the Marumaru Aitua? Um. So, when
1: I did my first voyage back from Mangaia. So I flew over to Mangaia to meet the because yep. The waka was full, so I, me and mother, Giochelaine Johnson, uh, met the waka there. So we were waiting for them for maybe six days. Mm-hmm. And then they arrived. Um, but yeah. Um, In Mangaia. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is one of our southern group little islands. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful islanders. And that's where my, my nana was from and her father. So that was another special mm. thing for me. Uh, but also just what the message
0: that, that she the carries. Vaka,
1: yeah, that the Vaka carries. And um, to me, I think of it as a symbol of hope. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, our ancestors, that's the way they the way they travel and the way where they you know hope to live what was their life in and yeah. Also today, with I think we carry messages of because of what's happening with climate change, um, we carry that message around. Try and carry that message to everyone, you know, to become aware of what's happening to our to our dying earth. And I think it's important for future generations to have something left of the world. She is a. Message carriers, isn't she? Yeah, I've, very much so. Yeah, and I think it's yeah, it's very important that we <clears throat> every time we go somewhere, we must educate people on what's happening with climate change, and you know what we see out, out, out on our oceans, you know, there's tons tons of rubbish and plastics which killing the marine life and know, fish are becoming scarce, all that sort of stuff. Do you see a lot of longliners out there sometimes when you go? I haven't actually, not on my voyages. I haven't actually seen mm-hmm. many boats, but I know they're out there. I mean, I'll probably sleep you know, yeah.
0: when they're. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd ask, because, yeah, be I mean, one, we've yeah. got, you know, a lot of ocean in our maraimuana, two, mm. 2 million. 2 square million square metres, yeah. yeah. Kilometres, yeah, yeah. Miles, I think 10 million square miles coming mm. on the marae moana. Yeah. Right? hmm Okay. And so the most important thing I believe, Bernadette, is to believe in your stuff, right? So you and I were talking about who some of your mentors were or your coaches, mm-hmm. you know, in your life um, that have encouraged you to be you and to believe. Yeah. Yeah? Got a couple of those coaches that you'd like <clears throat> to think about in those really good lines that they come up. With for
1: us, you know, yeah. Um, so pretty much, one of my mentors um, when I started at Arctic Adventures actually um, was Lee Water. Okay. So over the years, um, you know, I had a I had a big fear of like the ocean, and um, just him like learning off him, and you know how he can be. You know, you've got to think outside the square every day. You've got to be on point, you know, because it's people's lives in your hands. And I think, yeah, he's shown me a lot of what to do with safety, you know, thinking outside the square. And, yeah, he just, I don't know how he does it, but he's always, he keeps cool, even in, like, tricky situations. He's So i I really look up to that.
0: So in four years you go from having a fear of the
1: ocean to being, um, on, you know, to loving it. Yeah, exactly. Like um, I've always loved the ocean but I've just had a fear of, you know, going into the deep blue ocean. But now it's kind of, it's, yeah, the tables have turned. <laughs> I just love the ocean and I can't imagine life without it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So when you're on the vaka, Tell me what you see um, in the water, please. Right. Come on. You've seen whales.
1: Yep. Seen some whales. Uh, on the way back from Waititake, we saw a shark. Um, seen rubbish. Yeah. And what other um, sea life? Be so much. Um, Fish. Yeah. yeah. Fish. Uh, There's a little call those um the plankton ones yeah the plankton (laughs) yay i knew what you were trying to explain to me when you put your hand
0: up those little i only know that because of brendan (laughs) (laughs) and then he says that the plankton fish create this phosphorescent um when the when the hull of the boat parts the water
1: yeah it can shimmer and shine yeah that's 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 what it does yeah with the reflection of the light and oh, the time it's really of day. beautiful. So it's like a little, you know, city out there. phosphorescent oh, you know, plankton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. She's got
0: a big smile, everyone. <laughs> and Bernadette, what do you appreciate the most about living and working in the Cook Islands? Four years now you've been home full time. Yeah. We've had our last 18 months here.
1: I mean, yeah. Um... There's a huge difference from working here to working in New Zealand. Like um it's different, it's a different lifestyle. And coming back to Rara was is really awesome, like connecting, connecting back here with my roots. <coughs> and just like um, you know, having you get a lot of time as well. Well, the jobs that I've done. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of time to myself. Mm-hmm. And, just being able to live the lifestyle that I want and mm-hmm. being happy mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just compared to what I was doing in New Zealand. Just working for to survive really. Yes. Mm. You know, I have this line in um
0: Chantal's concierge where I say to a lot of our visitors, you come to our Tonga and the Cook Islands for what we do not have. Mm-hmm. No skyscrapers, no McDonald's. Yes, yeah. It's, you, you know, know no shopping right. malls,
1: mm, no, just trains, simple life. no
0: train stations, yeah. no, yeah, I pretty much say you come here for what we
1: do not have. Yeah. No, that's right. It's right. Uh, yeah, it's just a simple life and that's what life should be about, really. It's simple and living the life you want. It's fantastic.
0: Do you have any closing thoughts today, Bernadette, for everybody? Any sort of message you want to?
1: you want to say to everyone before we close up um yeah just live the life that you want and just yeah be happy with what you have appreciate you know everybody that you love because you can it's nice don't take anything for granted
0: thank you and meitaki to our guest bernadette it's been a genuine pleasure spending time with you today. Uh, to our podcast listeners, I appreciate you joining us today. We're blessed to still be COVID-free here in the Cook Islands. Please look out for each other. Be kind and compassionate towards one another. Take care. Nō aroa may you live long. farewell. Kia good luck and good health from us here in the Cook Islands.
1: Bye! Thank you. <laughs>